but I'm adding just a little caveat with it. It says, deal, deal with your unbelief. You know, sometimes they say, is anybody going to deal with the elephant in the room? You know, that's when you try to avoid a situation. You, you know something's going on, but they, they try to avoid the elephant in the room. So today we're not going to avoid that elephant anymore. We're going to deal with unbelief. And I've been talking all along and giving the scriptures where Jesus told the, the, the disciples what their problem was. And we'll get into that a little later in the lesson. But unbelief comes in three different types, three different ways it comes to a person, the saint of God. One, or person, I'll just say it comes to a person. One type is ignorance. Ignorance. The second type is disbelief. The third type is natural unbelief. So these are the three different types of unbelief in your life. Ignorance, disbelief, or natural unbelief. So ignorance is when someone who just doesn't know the truth. They've not been in church. They haven't been raised in a church. They don't know the Bible. They've never been in church. So they, they're totally ignorant to the things of God. They don't know that by the stripes that Jesus wore, they're already healed. They, they just don't know. Or, or um, they may have been raised in a traditional church where all they taught was fire insurance. You know, you just get saved and then um, you'll go to heaven. But they did not teach them the other things of God. They didn't teach them the full soteer of everything that belongs to them, not just you know, escape in hell, but have life on this earth and have it more abundantly. Um, and, you know, some of them may have been told that we're not going to have victory down here when we all get to heaven. You know, it's going to be in a sweet by and by. Well, that's a part of ignorance because you're not knowing what the Lord has for you already down here on the mean earth. You know what I mean? So we, when there's a lack of knowledge, it causes unbelief. So how do we deal with ignorance? First thing, tell them the truth. Let them know, yes, Jesus died for your sins. You know, not only that, but he went to the cross so that you could be healed, delivered, have a prosperous life. And all the areas of the life that Jesus went to the cross for you, let them know. Tell them so they'll know, so they will not be ignorant in that area anymore. And when their hearts are open to the Lord, then they can receive, then they can believe and receive what the Lord has for them. So um, then ignorance will leave them because now they know and down they can receive from God. The second type is disbelief. And disbelief comes from being taught wrong, given the wrong information when you have disbelief. Um, they may have heard that God doesn't heal anymore, that miracles were in, in, the, uh, in the Bible, you know, just in the New Testament, Old Testament, just so that you'll learn to live on this earth, but we don't expect to be healed now. You know, don't expect because they're no apostles or whatever. So this is being taught wrong. That's the wrong teaching. So disbelief comes from being taught wrong when, you know, someone's saying, well, all the supernatural ha happenings don't happen in the world anymore. So don't expect anything. So that causes disbelief because they, they're being taught the wrong thing. Or you may have heard they say, well, tongues are of the past and deliverances of the past and all those things in the Bible that's not for you today. You know, you just, just drum along and do the best you can until we all get to heaven and what a day of rejoicing that will be. So this is all areas of disbelief when you have wrong teaching. So disbelief is a little more difficult to, to get over than ignorance because you've already been taught 
and trained the wrong way. And as uh, Elder David is talking about being steeped, they're steeped in tradition, and so therefore they now have a prejudice against the word of truth. They no longer believe the word because they've been steeped so much in tradition. Some people will fight you to keep their disbelief. You know, I, I, we have run into people that, you know, you try to teach them about healing and receiving from the Lord, and they will fight you for their sickness and for their disease. No, I am sick, for, you know, for, um, for the cause of Christ. This is for the cause of Christ, and I'm suffering through this sickness, through this disease. Well, go on and die. I mean, if you, if you think what you're doing is going to bring salvation, when Jesus already brought it, wrong teaching okay so you know that they're, they're taught wrong and Romans 12 and 2 says and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind if you you know um, they're they taught to suffer for the cause of Christ and they'll hold to that stand until they die or unless their mind is renewed unless they begin to open up to hear the Word of God and believe the Word of God and know well, healing is for today. Healing is for me. Jesus did die on the cross for me, for my, not only for my salvation, but for my healing, for my prosperity, for my deliverance, for my protection, for my perseverance. You know, all those things that he died for me for, I need to now have my mind renewed um, to what the Word of God says. The New Living Translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This is what the Lord wants for us. But if our mind's not renewed to the fact that we're, you know, not to be transformed, not to go along with the status quo. Don't go along with what the world is saying. But say, let your mind be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Learn what I have done for you. Accept what I have done for you. Believe what I have done for you and cause it to come into your life. So we have to um, let our minds be renewed. And when, when you're taught the wrong way and you get steeped in tradition it's, it's just like I want to teach you something new and I have a whiteboard most of the schools now they have whiteboards in the school where they, they use some markers and and write on a whiteboard so I want to teach you a new idea but my my whiteboard is covered with all kinds of information everything just, just words 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 all on the board and I'm trying to find a spot in between the spaces to teach you something new but you're not going to get it you're not going to understand I'm going to have to erase all of the junk that's been, you know, pounded in our, in our ears, all of the things that we've heard from years gone back, all of the, the, the error, and all of the things that the world is trying to shoot at you at one time, all that stuff has to be erased so that now, by the renewing of your mind, you can have your whiteboard filled with the Word of God. Not all the other stuff that's on there that's been blocking you. And, and every time you try to believe, believe the word of God, something shoots up on that whiteboard and you can't see, you can't see your healing. You can't receive because it's too much stuff yeah. already on that board. Yeah. But our job is to get to the place. Say, so don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. We have to, and Pastor taught us this, the battlefield of the mind. I mean, the, 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 the battleground is our mind. 
And you know, we just cannot turn it over to the devil. You can't just willy-nilly say, well, you know, and I can talk about me. You know, some morning I, wake, morning I would wake up and I just didn't feel happy. And most times I'm a, I'm a happy camper. But I just didn't feel, I just felt blah. I just didn't, you know, just, just wasn't door that day when I woke up. Now I had a choice to decide to stay in that mode and let it drain, drain, drain me and bring me down and bring me down. And I tell myself, oh, no, I'm really not happy today. I'm really not feeling good today. I'm just not myself today, and just listen to that. And then somebody come over to Matthew, I don't know. Yeah, you don't look right, and now they're agreeing with me. So when spirits with this, two or three in agreement, the Lord's, yeah, okay, you can have it, you can have what you say. No, you wake up one morning, and this is what I have to do to myself. I don't know what you have to do to yourself, but this is what I do to myself. When I wake up and I'm just not where I'm supposed to be, I have to talk to myself. I have to get in the mirror and say, hey, get your act together. You are not going down this road, because see, like I said, the battlefield's in the mind. Yes. Satan will play with your mind. And if you let him have it, he will take you down a road that you never meant to go. That's his job. Our job is to hear the word of God, speak the word of God, and tell our minds, tell our bodies, this is what you're doing today. And I have to do that. I mean, happy me, because most times I'm happy. But sometimes I wake up and I'm not that way. What do I have to do? I have to speak to myself. You're going to have to do the same thing. So, no, I'm not going down that road. I, and, and I, was, I was talking to a, a young lady on the phone, and I said, honey, you're going to have to tell yourself, no, you're not going to do this to me. I'm not going to let you control me another day. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. And, honey, I said, you're going to have to speak to yourself. You talk to yourself and, and give yourself the word of God. Say, no, I am what God says I am. I believe his word and I'm walking in his word. You are the deciding witness. You tell yourself which way to go. We'll go into that a little further in our lesson. So, you know, we have to be able to deal with this belief uh, the same way we do with ignorance. Teach the word of God to them. Give them the word of God and let them renew their mind. We have to get to the place where our mind is renewed to realize the Lord says, I am the righteousness of God, that I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I have the peace of God inside my heart. God's given me peace. He's given me joy. He said, I've given you all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And a lot of times when we say that, we think about all the natural things, prosperity and all, but he's given you joy. He's giving you peace. He's giving you love. He's giving you sound. I've given you all things. When he says all things, he means I've given you all things that pertains to life and guidance for you having a good life. Satan's job is to get you to the place where you don't believe that God has given you all things. His job is to keep you down. You say, sad and pitiful. Woe is me. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not giving you that much authority over my life anymore. You don't have that much authority over my life because you're not my daddy. So a little girl was telling some man, you're not my daddy. Because when she told him, you're not my daddy, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to believe what you tell me because you are not my daddy. Sometimes you're going to have to tell the devil, you ain't my daddy. What you're saying, you're not my daddy, which means I don't have to listen to you. What is that called? Resisting the devil. That means submitting myself to the Lord, resisting the devil. Say, no, I am not walking down that path with you today, and you're not taking me down that way. We resist, he flees. We resist, he flees. But if we don't resist the devil, he's not going anywhere and he's going to bring some brothers and sisters along. Right. Your job is to send a pack and say, no, 
You've had those other days, and I'll let you have those other days, but from this day forward, these days are mine. I'm walking in the joy that the Lord has given me. I'm walking in the peace that God has given me. Satan, I resist you. I resist your thoughts. Don't take the thought saying, don't take the thought and don't say it. The thought may come. It's not yours until you say it. So we have to get to the place that we know what God says is true. Not listen to tradition. Because Mark 7 and 13 says, making the word of God of none effect through your traditions. And that's what people do. Well, we've done this forever. This is the way it is. This is the way it has been. And the tradition has made the word of God to no effect. That's sad. So we have to overcome that disbelief by the word of God, giving them the word of God, getting our minds renewed. And the third one is natural unbelief. This is the one that usually gets almost everybody. You know, we're saints of God, we know the word, we know what's right, we know the truth. So he can't get us from disbelief, but it's just that natural unbelief that comes in. And it sneaks in very subtly. Natural unbelief is not ignorance or wrong teaching, but simply natural input that's contrary to the truth. You go through life receiving input from your eyes, your ears, your feelings, how things are, how you feel today. I mean, all these things are, are helping you make a decision based on what you see, what you feel, what you hear, whether it's right or wrong. You make a decision based on your five senses. That's when natural unbelief comes in, when you begin to see things, when you see things that are not what the Word of God says, and then you believe those things as opposed to what God says is yours. So um, it's not evil, it's not wrong, it's just the natural things you see. How you see things, what you think it is, just natural things. Our job is not to let the natural things pull us away from what God says is ours. Hallelujah. Sometimes the Lord asks you to take a leap of faith. You can't see it. You don't, you, you, by faith, you say, well, I know what's supposed to happen, but by faith, I'm just going to believe what God says. I'm taking the leap of faith. That's when you have to get beyond all natural things. That's when you get beyond all that you see, everything that you feel, all that, you, you know, what Satan is pounding at your head, what he's pounding at your ears, pounding at you, telling you it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. You know how you feel. You still see that lump. You still see that. You know how you feel. You know your knee still hurts. All these things that are natural, if you go by that, down that path, there you get that unbelief. And you say, but I was believing and I'm believing and believing. And, you know, and, and, I, and I say, Lord, I know your word. I know what it says. I, I, I can stand on your word. But what is the problem? And I talked to you what, um, what the Lord basically told uh, the disciples. So what I had to take unto myself and say, okay, I'm going to do it your way. Because I know your word never fails. The Lord's word never fails. So if, if there's a situation in your life that's not lined up according to the word of God, no, it's not God. Just, just know right off the front, he's not your problem. So if God is not your problem, and it's the two of you involved in this situation, who do you think 
is a problem. So I said, Lord, I know it's not you. I know there's no failure in you, so the situation's got to deal with me, which means I'm going to have to make some corrections. I'm going to have to make some changes to get to where the Lord wants me to be. You know, most people are dominated by their senses, whatever they see. You know, it's, it's good. I'm not, I'm not trying to discount your senses because it's good to, to use them. Um, you, you're walking, walking down the street and decide to cross the road, and then you see, you know, a truck coming really fast, and you say, well, I'm not going to believe that. I don't believe that truck's coming, okay? You, st you step out in front of that truck, okay? You can get your feelings hurt along with some other things, okay? So it's good to have your senses to realize, you know, well, if I do this, this may cause a problem. But we get to the place, I want you to get to the point where your, your senses aren't overriding the word of God, that your senses are not leading you where the Lord says, I don't want you to go. Where you're listening to, well, you know, the, the word of God says, by the stripes that Jesus bore, I'm already healed. Uh, it's, an, uh, it's an already done deal. It's already done. He's already, he's already healed us. But our job is to get to the place where we call it in to, unto ourselves, that we receive that for ourselves. That, well, Lord, you said it's already done. I'm already healed. My body is showing signs of not being healed. Am I moving? Am I being moved by what my body is telling me? Or am I being moved by what the Word of God is telling me? The Word of God is always true. It is forever settled in heaven. So therefore, my body, my mind, my emotions, my five senses has to line up with the Word of God. It has to line up with what God says and not just what I say. So how do we overcome this type of unbelief. You know, the Jesus was talking to the disciples and they, 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 they had faith to cast the devil out of that boy. They believed, I mean, they were just, they came in, you know, from a group meeting, your group session, whatever, and they cast out devils, saw people healed, and, and they were just praising God. They said, man, look what we did. You know, they, they, we know that devils, they listen to us because we prayed, we told them to go and they had to go. Well, they were excited about that situation. Until, until, they came up across something that quite wasn't what they thought. So I'm going to do a lot of reading right here because I want you to hear the stories of what happened with the disciples. What was the situation when Jesus talked to them because they wanted to know, hey, what's going on? So first we're going to start at Mark chapter 9, verses 14, and I'm reading through 29. Don't get excited. It's okay. I'm reading. You don't have to. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they believed, beheld him, were greatly amazed and wanted to, his, to salute him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have run unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And whatsoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake with thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. See, the father just telling what happened. My son flipped out on your disciples. I brought them to them to heal him, and they could not. He answered and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How, shall, how long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straight with the spirit, tear him and fell on the ground, wallowing and foaming. And he asked his father, How long is this also since this came upon him? So Jesus wanted to know to the, from the father, How long has this boy been flipping out like this? What, how long has this happened 
to this kid that he's doing this over and over again. And he said, well, since a child. He said, well, why did the Lord want to know how long this boy's been flipping out like this? Because, you know, when you, as people, you're dealing with a situation over and over again for a long time, and it seems like it's just not happening, it's just not happening, it's just not happening. You start to get into a... Uh, a mode of complacency where you're just accepting what's happening, you know, and you begin to think sick, you know, if it's a sickness, you just, be, you know, think sick, you begin to prepare for sickness and, you know, well, you know, this is allergy season and, the, the, you know, the newspapers and the, the, the television tell you that this is allergy season, this is flu season, and you automatically, well, let me go get my allergy medicine, I'm going to be ready because they said this is allergy season, time to get your flu shot, they said, see, you've already, you're living, you're living in this, in, in this, how long has this child been there? He's been this way for a long time. So now we've kind of accepted this. It's the way it's getting. We as saints got sometimes, I, I um, heard one pastor say, you know, thank God for medicine because if they're not, the saints of God would be dead a long time ago because if it wasn't for medicine, because they, they've stopped believing God. They stopped counting on the Lord and they start just falling into the medicine. Well, we'll let the medicine do it. Well, why? What's wrong? we'll just let the medicine. What about God? What about the word of God? Says, By the stripes that Jesus' boy is already healed. Okay, so he set off a child and oft times and cast him in the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But thou canst do, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, but if thou canst believe. He put it right back on the Father. He said, you coming to me for this, what can you believe for? If you can believe, all things are possible for you. All things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Now this is something. The Lord didn't stop right then and, and lay that man out because he said I had unbelief. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't chide the father. He didn't lay him out. He didn't fuss him. No, he did it. He just healed the boy. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and went him sore, and came out of him as he was one as dead. Insomuch that they said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto him, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. And we've heard that scripture for years. But Jesus said, you know, this kind of unbelief, this kind of unbelief is the only thing that's going to come out through prayer and fasting. A parallel accounting, this is in Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 18. And when they were come to the multitude, they came to him and a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic. My son's out of his mind. A sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into fire and oft into the water. And I brought him unto thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came his disciples apart and said, why could not we cast them out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. He said, because you didn't believe my word. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence from yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. This kind of what? This kind of unbelief. 
This kind of unbelief only comes out but fasting and prayer. Prayer, fasting. So this is what the Lord was telling his disciples. It's only coming out when you start fasting and praying. Because you have to get rid of the unbelief and not be moved by your senses. When your senses is overriding you, it's time to put the body on a fast. When your senses saying, oh, you think you healed? You feel this pain? You, you know this pain you're feeling. Shut up, body. I'm in control here. I say what God says. God cannot lie. I'm healed, and you're going to know it. And I told you what I do. I, I, I put my body on a 40-hour fast. No, you ain't eating nothing. Nothing. I'm, you're not going to eat a thing until you learn when the word of God says something that I believe it. When the Lord says my body is healed, it's already healed. And I, I, I don't even care. He says I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. Body, you're going to have to line up. And I tell them, the longer I stay in the fast, they started talking to me. I said, keep it up. Keep it up. The longer you talk, the longer you're going to be in fast. Because what you well, you know you're hungry now. It's past 12 o'clock. It's past 3 o'clock. Girl, it's past 5 o'clock. Now, you know y'all shut the fast down to 5. Keep it up. Keep it up. Kept right on talking. I said, okay, you ain't going to eat nothing. 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 Water. Water. 40 hours came around and said, you tired? You hungry yet? You tired of talking to me now? Are you ready to listen to what the Lord says? Pain, you ready to go now? Because I, we can go a little longer. You know that pain left. I said, now you started up again. And, and I mean, a few days later, that pain hit my hand again. I said, oh, you ready to play with me again? We back on the fast. So I don't care. You, you can't outplay me here because the word of God is true. And if he said this type of unbelief, when you're, you're moved by your feelings, when you're moved by the pain, when you see the thing there and it's still there, and he said, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. Okay. You said fasting and prayer. Shut down the food. You're not getting any food. It's just me and the Lord. Now it's my time to spend with the Lord. When I should be eating, I should have been eating. I'm in I'm prayer. I'm in prayer mode. I'm believing the Lord. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm thanking the Lord. You want to you keep on going? We can keep on going. Body. You want to keep on talking to me? Fine. Kept right on. Praying. Blessing the Lord. Thanking the Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. Because by the stripes, I said, pain, you got to go. In the name of Jesus. You're getting out of here. It left. It left. Do you hear me? I, and, yeah, I said, now, don't play with me. I said, because see, now I, I got, I, now I know what needs to be done. Now I know. See, we for years have been trained and programmed by the world to be moved by our senses. And they tell you, commercials tell you that you got this kind of cancer, you got this kind of this, and they come in and the man said, well, my cancer this. I said, well, that's why you got it. You called it yours. And they said, well, you're going to have this. And then, they, I mean, the, the, the diabetes, oh, my Lord. And, and you know, every, the, every man's got a little problem in there. And, you know, I mean, it's just everything. And they keep showing it and showing it to you. And I said, no, nah, it don't come down my dwelling. By the stripe that Jesus bore. I said, I'm talking back to you, commercial, because you're trying to get in unbelief in my, in my system. You're trying to use my senses to accept this lie that you're putting out there. But the Lord says, I'm already healed. Body, you will line up according to the word of God. He says, by his stripes, I'm already healed. Body, you line up. He said, you've given me joy. You've given me peace. Body, you line up. Oh, we fasting. I'm on a, we're, on, we're on the fast now. We back on that fast. We back on it. Pastor and I, we, we, we doing it. We got our days all set and everything else. So, okay. Now, we got our days set. But I said, Bonnie, you, you, you better learn to listen. Or oh, we passing all that. I, I said, I don't even care. Because you will hear 
and understand what the Word of God says. If he says, I'm healed, guess what? You will line up. He says for us to speak to the mountain, whatever your mountain is, whatever the situation, whatever the mountain is you're facing, he said, you speak to it. He didn't say speak to him about it. He said, you talk to that mountain. You tell it where to go. And when your body decides you don't want to listen, don't want to believe, he said, well, well, you feel that pain. You know that pain is still there. What's the problem? I'm fasting. Keep it up. We fasting some more. Keep it up. We fasting some more. You can fast for 40 days before really starvation sets in. Your body will tell you probably by 12 o'clock when you really start your fast. Child, you're going to have to get off this fast. Headache starts. You, you know, your head is pounding and pounding. See, when that starts, when that stuff comes, you know you're doing the right thing. You're on the right road because your body is fighting you. Yeah. It's fighting you. Yeah. It don't want to submit. And that's when you say, submit, submit. You are submitting. Right. What? To the word of God. And you continue to speak to that body. You continue to praise the Lord as you're standing on your fasting because we're dealing with unbelief. And you continue to deal with unbelief until it is gone. Fasting and prayer. And you're going to look around and wonder, what? And you speak the word of God to a situation and it instantly is dealing with you. You say, well, body, we better do what she says. If not, you know she's going to put you back on that fast. You know she's going to starve you. She's going to kill you if you don't listen. That's right. You will listen to the word of God. Why? Because he said, Jesus said, this, this unbelief only comes, you get rid of it only by fasting and praying. So if that's the key to the situation in your life and your body is fighting you, put it on the word of God. So, um, Jesus said, oh, I, know, I know how to deal with you now. I got your answer now. Unbelief, you are out of here. Why? Because I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm doing what Jesus said. So this kind only comes out but through fasting and prayer. And that's what we're going to do. I have not reached the end of my story, but I have reached the end of my time. But I thank the Lord for his word. Why? Because he said it is forever settled in heaven. Our job is to get to the place where we accept and expect what God says is ours. When he gives you the answer, to, this is how you deal with yourself. This is how you, when you, how you deal with situations in your life when things aren't submitting to the word of God. It's those senses. Unbelief's got in there somehow, and you don't know how it got in there, but it's in there. Your job is to get it out. Don't ignore the elephant in the room saying, no, Lord, your word is forever settled in heaven. That means it's got to be some unbelief on my part somewhere. We're going to deal with it. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.